Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a non-regulation episode of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, mm-hmm. which is this week... John and Sarah talk about songs, or Jastis. What? uh, What? (laughs) I am here with my temporary co-host, John Ramos. Hello, John. Hi. Um, I'm Sarah D. Bunting. Uh, You know me. Uh, Mark Blankenship has been ill with some mysterious 19th century affliction, malady, uh, and has been unwell for long enough that we wanted to give him a little extra time to recover. I think you caught that flu from jazz. Yes, probably. Or it's the restless ghost of um, like John Bonham or something that he was like, Led Zeppelin, I don't care. Zap. Um, in any case, Mark is on the mend already, but uh, we sure do miss him here at Mastis. But we wanted to bring you something this week. So we have special guest John Ramos in the co-host seat, and our theme song was uh, sung delightfully by my wife, Tara Ariano. Thank you so much, Tara. It really does take a village. Oh my God. I can't wait. <laughs> to put on this show when Mark is out of commish. Um, but this is our little gift, our little get well gift to him. Is a discussion of Till Tuesday's Voices Carry, which was suggested by John. John, please tell us why we are discussing this song, although I think I know the answer. I'd like to hear it from you. Oh, I don't know if you know the answer, or maybe I should know the answer that you think <laughs> you think it is. But I, don't, I don't. We're all going to find but... <laughs> out together. It's a journey of discovery yeah, here on Justice. Well, the the short answer is that we, you know, had to come up with a song very quickly, and this has been <laughs> on my mind, uh, partially because um, I just recently did a, a Spotify playlist for my roommate of uh, songs that had like iconic videos in the early days of MTV, uh-huh. um, and this this is on that list. Uh, Interestingly, though, my my roommate is a millennial, so that's been interesting in the uh, trading of music uh, category. Yeah, I can I can pretend that I know like anything about music that was made after like made in this century. (laughs) But um, but this is actually one of the few songs that he knew, which I found interesting and I thought maybe made it a little bit of a. A good selection, and then it has like wider appeal, you know, in the straw poll of one that I did. <laughs> but, um, so this song, yeah, that that was those were the superficial reasons that I chose this. Um, other than that, it's also like a great song and has been with me since I was, uh, well, I'm dating myself at this point since I was like 14. Um, and Amy Mann is obviously the shit, and you know, but this was my first exposure to her. Um, but the song is interesting, like revisiting this video, like that guy cannot act. I don't know if you watched oh it, like the God. guy who plays her boyfriend. He is terrible. I mean terrible it, in a like a comic way. It really sure, is but. a thankless it really is a thankless um role for the guy. And this is also I had forgotten all about this. Like I remembered the parts of the I mean the song is basically like she's Amy Mann in her Till Tuesday drag so very sort of mid 80s punk hair giant overcoat she's you know lugging her base case all around Mm -hmm. and he's like a sort of wall street 
goes to the opera type and he's always sort of like editing her jewelry and like you're too loud and why can't you be more of a you know twin set pearls tolerate my abuse type and your music is cute like when it's not affecting me but like when it's getting in the way of our plans then it's an annoying hobby basically yeah and then during during the bridge like i mean during the video like he does have spoken dialogue like a lot of it is sort of acted out but like there is spoken dialogue by this guy and then like sort of at the bridge he's sort of like well i'm sorry band rehearsal ran late but how come everything's always about you why don't you ever do anything for me and then he basically like starts raping her on the staircase like and in the most clueless about having sex way possible that he's sort of like he, just licking her collarbone like well i guess and he obviously he obviously thinks what he's doing is hot you know but I I did find that moment interesting and there's a moment on the sidewalk where he kind of grabs her you know and there's uh, I think it's probably at the time it was not near as like perceived as as rapey and like domestic violence as it is now so that's probably that's probably a good thing in the evolution of our culture Um, I also found it interesting though because the lyrics of the song you know at least in the early part of it you know tend to I think they discuss more about like how he doesn't want to listen to her. He doesn't want to admit his feelings or he doesn't want to, you know, kind of like avow their relationship to the world. Yeah, you're right. It is more of a, he's keeping her on the down low and then it starts to get even grosser. Right. And then the video is more overt about, you know, he's, he disapproves of her. He's controlling of her, et cetera. All that said, the two kind of, the two themes kind of build and merge in the last scene of the video which is the two of them at an opera house uh she's dressed you know they're they're dressed formally as as they should be at carnegie hall um and she's wearing a hat to cover her crazy quote in quotation marks hair i guess like uh, it's another it's another thing that dates this video that her like kind of spiky blonde hair is you know considered so outre i guess at this point and today i don't think anyone would bat an eye i mean it's monochromatic like what's the problem but yeah well and um, it also i mean compared to her bandmates uh not one of whom i can name i regret to inform you i will remedy that on her facebook page which (laughs) p.s you can find at mastass.podcast um on facebook but that one guy like they all have like the new row curls going on but then they're dress sort of like heshers like it's a weird it's a weird thing i don't know uh why don't we listen to a clip actually uh yeah i was gonna say because we're building we're building toward this they're at the opera house and she starts she starts singing in the video you know and it starts causing a little bit of a stir so at the beginning she's singing a little bit more softly and sitting down and then she kind of stands up and starts belting and that's kind of where we are to take us through the rest of the song All right, so let's listen to a clip right now.
by the end of the video, he has like dived under his seat and is no longer visible, <laughs> which I sort of enjoy. But yeah, she like stands up and takes her hat off and is like belting this note while the other opera goers sort of stare at her like, actually, they're not reacting as much as he is. They're sort of like, she's one of those people that didn't unwrap her like mint before the performance but <laughs> given what she's actually doing they're you know they're having some chill i guess they're also used to that guy he's like a season ticket holder and they're all like oh yeah that fucker <laughs> sing it girl we're so sick true. of his shit too so true. Uh, <laughs> i'd also like to note that uh this uh, this video has something in common with Margaret, and that they both end with someone making a scene in an opera house. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. But I realized, you know, after upon watching the end of this, probably the underlying reason that I picked it that I wasn't even aware of so much is just kind of for good and ill how much this year what has been going on in the news has really highlighted the aggressions micro to macro toward women that uh-huh. that, are, that are still exist in the society. And I find that bit at the end really relevant when she, you know, she kind of fades out and her last, her last voice is, I wish he would, you know, it's something like, I let me be hurt or I wish something, just something about talk. her voice. being. I wish yeah. he just let me talk. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. And that's what that entire spectrum of, and I feel I'm not a woman, so I'd like to hear what you think, but I feel like a lot of the that spectrum of aggressions carried out toward women comes down to that thing, you know, that one idea that men, for whatever reason, whether it's out of fear or uh, superiority, just don't think that women's voices are worth hearing or should be expressed, you know? Well, this is interesting because, first of all, Amy Mann has had this, um, not a roller coaster, but like her indie career has not, the course of which never did, etc. I am a huge, huge fan of her solo work and also the, like, the tours that she used to go on with her husband, Michael Penn, mm-hmm. and Patton Oswalt would be the opening act. They had some like old time review, cute name for it. Uh, they were fantastic. I think she's great, and I've been going to see her show since she used to have to stand at the Academy with a boombox because her record company wouldn't pay for a drummer. She would almost be in tears. They were eating beans from the can. Like, the 90s were not a fun time, I feel, mm-hmm. for Amy Mann until the, um, why can't I remember the name of the movie? The soundtrack that she, and they're all singing, help me. Uh, Magnolia. Thank you. Magnolia, yeah which she did a gorgeous job with. That's like the perfect thing for her. Um, But, you know, I was at this show at, maybe it wasn't the Academy. It might have been Tramps, actually. These are both clubs that are dead because I am ancient and (laughs) I have outlived the entire 90s music scene, including the physical structures (laughs) that we used to see shows in. Uh, Well, it's not just, I mean, the music industry has changed so much, too, that venues like that just are insupportable basically yeah, like it really is not yeah. and like ironic that you should use that term at tramps where they were like fucking support beams everywhere and there were no <laughs> good seats oh um, i remember so um 
like there are record executives there like she had an album and whatever company dumped it and i think this was like partly a show but also a showcase for her to get a new label and she was so bitter and she couldn't she looked really she looked bad she looked frail and just like run down she could not contain the bitterness she was fucking swearing so much and I remember feeling... Yeah, I remember. I don't remember if it was that show, but I remember there was definitely like some self-sabotage to some of her shows in that in that time period. You know, yeah. It made the rounds even to me who did not follow music like nearly as closely as you did. Yeah, that it was just like it was extremely uncomfortable and it also made me feel like crying. Like it's interesting that her last name is Man to ends because this mm-hmm. was sort of her mansplaining what it is like for a woman, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, because the environment that you're talking about is something that I really feel like as of the yes, all women hashtag like a year or two years ago, my delightful husband, who is a feminist, did not quite get what I was saying. But I think it finally got through recently that I was like, we like women have to like in order to be heard we still have to be really polite like do you know how many times a day i'm talked to like i'm slow daily and but you're not allowed to you know you're not allowed to correct men you're not allowed to get to the point like in a whatever budget Mm -hmm. negotiation in a situation where you're just trying to talk politics with a stranger in a bar any situation A woman has to negotiate not only men assuming that she's a moron, but then if they don't like, if they don't like your tone, it can, it can get dangerous, actually. And yeah, it's, it's it's all over. I mean, you know, that like the choice uh, to be a bitch, especially for women less physically formidable than myself is like that, you know, that could go really badly and that's if you have a choice like so I've always thought of her as this not feminist icon but just such a to me sympathetic figure in terms of trying to make art and be who you are and not feel like you have to put a fucking awesome sunny spin on it all the time and that she's in the opera house and just like takes that goofy little fascinator off and is like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like cringing. And it's like, we've all felt like we're, you know, embarrassing some man who's like, you're being hysterical. Like, first of all, don't use that word to me. And second of all, we've all earned it, I feel. Like, yeah. And, uh, you, know? Uh, you know, just to, to kind of follow up on what you're saying, like, on the surface, I don't think this song, you know, especially this video, reads necessarily as that feminist because it's just like, this guy is obviously beneath her. Like, why doesn't she just dump him? But at the same time, like, he should be a better per. You know, he should be a better person. You know, yeah, he shouldn't. She shouldn't have to change. You know, that shouldn't be her only choice. Really, like dumping him. He should be. He should respect her. You know, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't have come to this, I guess, is the point. And sort of um, imagine, um, like, imagine what it was like to sort of sing this song, write this song. I'm not actually sure if she wrote the song. I assume she did. 
And then I seem to remember. I seem to remember she did write it, and I. uh, This is very anecdotal. I may be misremembering, but I seem to remember like Cindy Lauper actually expressed interest in singing the song, and Amy Mann decided to do it herself. uh, Which that could be. Tuesday was obviously completely unknown at the time, but you know turned out to be, I think, a good decision. Musically uh, and career-wise. All right, Wikipedia update. Uh, the lo- song's lyrics, written by the band's front woman, Amy Mann, portray a lover in an affair and were originally written and sung as if to a woman. Huh. Oh, interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Reception. I think this charted at... All right, it was released right after my 13th birthday. Yikes. So that makes... That makes so much more sense about the the voices carriness of it, like not wanting people to know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Song is about past sour relationships and was originally written and sung by Amy Mann as to a woman. Till Tuesday rehearsed that format in Boston the previous summer. That would have been 84. Epic Records was unhappy with the lyrics. They thought it was a very powerful commercial song and wanted to remove the lesbian components to appeal to the mainstream market. I would really like to have a um, band called Lesbian Components. <laughs> Just, I mean, what? <laughs> Sh- shut up. Uh, oh yeah, God, that's really? and that's interesting that that song. I don't remember there being any like discussion of the. I mean, the politics of it sounds like a weird way to put it, but like this is definitely a case where I think the personal is political. That she's the only woman in the band that she is you know singing that it was supposed to be to a woman and that the original maybe that's why she looks so irritated in the video (laughs) maybe that she's like not only is he abusive but i'm not even straight like what are we doing here (laughs) it's funny too because i've heard i've heard amy mann on uh like comedy bang bang and stuff she's really funny you know like, yeah I she's mean, hilarious yeah, super smart yeah I, I don't know maybe you know i mean the 90s were rough on all of us like maybe she's like found found her chill and you know feels feels good about where she is in her career as she should i think but but it's funny to hear her now and then like think back when she was this you know and not even not to not putting down anything she was feeling or how it was expressed but definitely like she came across as a bit of an open wound you know in that very like angry college like kind of <laughs> kind of rhetoric you know like you don't understand how it is for me and it's true you you know we don't but um yeah she's yeah she's different now for sure but. yeah it's true but she's still there are still those um there are still those um aspects to some of her to some of her later stuff like uh that there's this awareness that she's quote-unquote supposed to not be making anyone uncomfortable by being super pissed at just the world and the state of things um and i think i think she really does try not to be that guy but she's that guy and she's right like what's the expression if you're not pissed off you're not paying attention yeah. Like yeah. and I always just I don't know. And plus like she's really cool looking and she has this beautiful voice and like leaving aside like the song musically holds up. Like there's some little like dated eighties elements to it mm-hmm. and like I borrowed um the uh their greatest hits cassette off of our great good <laughs> old friend Josh. Hi Josh. 
and never gave it back. I th- I keep telling stories about cassettes I borrowed and stole of 80s music <laughs> on this podcast. I am a terrible monster. Did you also do that with Kiss Singles? <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Because yeah, because no one Good else had Kiss Singles except me and Mark. Um, hi, Mark. So yeah, the the rest of the greatest hits album is like it's like there are tracks that you would have thought would have been the big the big hits instead of this one. Mm-hmm. And I think the video really did help this one. I think it won best new artist at the, at the VMAs. Um, so yeah, God, I don't remember, remember videos. <laughs> I remember when they ha- mattered. They you keep know, having like... those awards and people keep making them. Like, yeah, they're just not really on MTV anymore, but this one yeah, was in, true non-stop rotation and i was like oh yeah there's her stripey socks like i forgot i even remembered any of this stuff i hadn't seen it in a really long time (laughs) but yeah it was fun to it was fun to revisit this and then i went and listened to uh no one is watching you now which is my favorite song on that stolen uh tape and always makes me a little bit um misty used to uh used to make me like broody to listen to that song and i definitely if you guys are into this song but didn't realize that amy man ever you know had like a gazillion solo albums i i definitely recommend definitely start with the yeah i mean third of july is good i feel like wise up as you mentioned was the only other one that really penetrated the public consciousness the way voices carry did Um, yeah it was so good at couldn't be used in just one entertainment property. Felicity has to do it. To, had to do it too. <laughs> Wasn't she at the Oscars like wearing white jeans and looking completely terrified? <laughs> oh my god! I wish we had. I don't Twitter remember then. that, but it sounds it tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm sure people will correct us about this on um, Twitter. In fact, I can. I think I can hear Joe Reed having a mini stroke. That we don't know this off the top of our heads, but. Um, I feel like that she was nominated the same year as Phil Collins and that there was some commentary in her shows about his piece of shit Oscar winning song. (laughs) And that her husband was like, okay, honey, they they know we get it. Yeah. Have a seat. I'll have a seat. I'll massage your feet and pour you some wine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's really cute too. She, she did okay for herself. She kept her head up. Good for you. Well, I don't know if it was with you, but I, I did see a show of hers in the 90s, and I think it was a little bit later, and she was in a good mood on that one, and they were really cute, and they performed together, and they walked off the stage arm in arm, and it was, yeah, I was just like, aw. Yeah, I think we may I have been her. to that. I mean, I used to go to all the shows. I haven't been in a while, but that was the that was the tour with Patton Oswalt. Was it that one? Do you recall him? I don't him think open? so. No, I think, I think it was just the two of them. Um, at least that night anyway, it was somewhere in, uh, it might've been Roseland. Um, that's yes. One of of those venues. Yeah. Yeah. They used to play there. They used to play Joe's pub. They used to play, I mean, she used to play, um, tramps, um, all the places we used to, you know, where, where was that place way downtown? (laughs) Wetlands? Yeah, that was another one. Mm-hmm. I think she was annoyed by that. She's like, fucking hippies. But like, <laughs> her record company set it up. 
<laughs> oh man. Anyway, this, one day. This has been John and Sarah. This has been John and Sarah talk about defunct New York music venues. <laughs> oh my god. I really do miss Tramps in the Academy. Oh. It was great. Yeah. It was. Um, and so was Amy Mann, and so was Till Tuesday. And, and so was the song. I'm glad you talked about the how good the song is musically, too, because it just, yeah, it still gives me chills. Yeah, it's really good. And um, on the eve of an election that could see things getting really ugly for any number of groups, like, you know, mm-hmm. Americans... <laughs> uh it was i'm glad that we did uh i'm glad that we did this one and uh i hope our voices carry all the way to washington Woo! exactly oh my god thank you for well uh john thank you so much for pinch hitting uh mark we hope you're feeling better and that you'll be back in the seat next week and if you want to throw in a little uh, beginning commentary on this song when you're back, like just to hear your thoughts, because I missed you even talking about it. Like... Aww. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, folks, we'll see you next week. This has been Justice. <laughs> Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. My co-host today was John Ramos. You can follow him on Twitter at Couch Baron. That's couch like a sofa, baron like royalty. Our theme song today was sung in Studio Ohana by my wife, Tara Ariano. You can follow her on Twitter at Tara Ariano. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk Songs, and if you'd like to place an ad or request a song, you can email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. We're always open for discussion on Facebook, which is at mastass.podcast on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.